All right. Welcome to the Unearthing Autism podcast. I'm Jay Beard. I'm Janet Levine. And yeah, today's uh, episode is about Janet's story. It's a chill podcast tonight, uh, Friday night. Um, uh, gotta be at nighttime for the ADHD folks. <laughs> I'm, um, I got a beer. And yeah, so uh, we're going to introduce Janet. We're going to talk about um, her thinking about whether she's autistic or not. And um, oh, and I should mention uh, we're in Orlando, Florida, and we have a Discord um, th that you can check out in the description. So yeah, we're going to introduce Janet. We'll talk about childhood, challenges, and strengths, um, and we'll talk about how she's doing now, and we're going to perform at the end. Um, Janet is a great singer-songwriter in Orlando, and uh, we've uh, been playing together a, a bit for a few years now, and so, yeah, we've got some great music for the end. So, uh, can you tell us your age and uh, thoughts on neurotype and special interests? Yeah, so I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30 in two weeks. Let's go. Um, I am. I'm definitely ADHD, and I'm. I'm. I might, might as well also be autistic as well. We're figuring that out. We every single time I talk to Jay, I'm like, good point. Um, so a uh, special interest. I love music. I love cats. I love, but I love. Uh, I love hobbies. I like doing lots of things. I think that's very ADHD. Of just. I like to start things. I like new projects. I like learning skills. I'm really good and easy. Like every skill that I try to learn is very easy for me. Like I'm just like, oh, I can do that. And I usually can. I got that. How hard could it really be, Gene? You know, <laughs> I'm like, we'll figure it out. Yes. So. You do a lot of crafts. You do some, uh, the climbing. Oh yeah. I rock climb. Yeah. I always have a different thing that I'm super like hyper fixated on. Yeah. Climb I did yoga for a minute. When I was going every day at like 6am. And yeah, you're an amazing singer songwriter. You, uh, you're great with the words. I think it's so interesting that we're both good at music, but in, uh, we have kind of different strengths. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really bad with the words and, uh, you're good at writing words. And I, I'm really into music theory mm -hmm. and uh, you do it kind of more intuitively. Yeah, you're so good with music theory. You, every single time I hang out with Jay, he's also so good at teaching music theory, but in a sneaky way. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, you're doing something intuitive and playing. And he's like, oh, yes, you're playing a, a D minor seventh add nine or something. And you're like, oh, a what? And he's like, yes, it's the fifth in this. And you're like, what? He's like, it's it's the natural or something. And you're like. I don't understand any of this, but I'm learning and now I'm interested because I want to know what I'm doing. So you're really good at doing that. You sneak in the music theory in a way that doesn't feel like you're telling me what things are. You're, you're just like, hey, did you know? Yes. Uh, another strength we have in common is we both have a psychology degree. And uh, and I we feel like it. you're really good with people. You're very charismatic. The ADHD oh. people are known for being charismatic and funny. And uh, you fit that a thousand percent. Oh, thank you. I think uh, ADHD is my most charming personality trait. And so <laughs> also charisma comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what were you like as a child? Uh, I've, I've never uh, really asked you that before. I remember you saying that you were a, a tomboy. But uh, yeah, tell me about your your childhood and uh, and uh, how your neurodiversity uh, was setting in. Yeah, yeah, definitely a tomboy like all the way I, I like I like wanted to pose with a skateboard they're like you're a girl you have to pose with flowers and I had like this like boy outfit on entirely holding flowers across my lap but then I also got one with the skateboard I felt cool I didn't ride a skateboard I just wanted the skateboard because boys had it um but now I'm gay so um <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah um I was really I was really observant as a child I didn't really know how to be, I don't know, I, it, maybe it's just because I grew up in the woods by myself with just like my brothers and they didn't really hang out with me and I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up because there was no neighbors really to hang out with and I was the girl so my siblings didn't really want to hang out with me either because they're like, ew, girl. Um, so I was really observant because I was like, I want people to like me. I want to hang out with people because I'm fascinated by people. I like people. I want to be around people. And so I was like, I would study people, see who got attention, what they did in order to get that attention. And I kind of would like try to copy that and like try to like look my in. But a lot of like, I was very shy, but I was very extroverted. So like if you were actually like got to know me, I was super like, like, blah, 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 I want to show you this. I was very like, I wanted everybody to like play with me. Like I would like tell, there's a video of me running up to my dad, like at like a holiday thing. And I was like, I was like, dad, can you tell all the other kids to play with me? I've, I wrote a movie and I need them to be in it. 
I need them to be my actors. So tell them to be in this room at this time. I need that. So like very, like very bossy. Like I was very, <laughs> like I was very bossy, but I was very shy. So like I wasn't bossy unless I felt like accepted. And uh, what are some of your challenges and strengths? Or uh, yeah, what would you say? A little start with challenges. Yeah. Um, none. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I feel like um, the. I feel like you have ADHD pretty uh, pretty hard and it can be hard to uh, for you to get things done and follow through with things. Yeah, it's hard to finish things. Yeah, it's hard to um, focus on one thing because I can finish things, but I have like 10 things going all at once all the time and I have to stay extremely organized and routine oriented. Otherwise, my life will fall apart and I'll get really overwhelmed. I can be really easily stressed. I know like some of my challenges is like, I'm like very sensitive to like light and sound. And like I have, I'm so social. I'm so extroverted. But as soon as my like person battery is out, that social battery runs dry. You've seen me like Irish goodbye a million times from your parties. I'll just be like. Or just lay on the couch and not get up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've slept on the couch in the middle of a party. I'm just like, I can't do this now. I've done, I've done too much. I fall asleep at my friend's house like every single time. They're like, oh, there's the couch. And that's, that couch is the one that Janet falls asleep on in the middle of the party. Like just like I was like it was too much everything was too much I needed a moment but yeah definitely it can be overstimulated when I'm overstimulated I am no longer pleasant I feel like I'm very I, I work really hard to be pleasant like you say like I'm very charismatic but I work so hard to be charismatic I'm very I'm very accommodating I like to kind of like vibe with everybody as I said when I was a child I really wanted to fit in and I really wanted people to like me so I feel like it's been like a lifelong goal to be like how can I best who can I be that best accommodates everyone in this person, this specific space? And so like I enter every room and I'm like, how can I harmonize with these people? You know, like, and so everybody is like liking me and it's so, it's not even so much about liking me, but so that I'm comfortable. If everybody's comfortable, I'm comfortable. I've got a question. Do you feel like you mask very often? It seems, uh, it seems to me like you've got the natural charisma and you don't need to mask, but I'm curious what it's like from your perspective. Yeah. Um, it depends. Like if I'm in, well, it's so funny. I'm so extroverted and you would think I'm always so extroverted, but if I'm in a new space and I haven't really met anybody, I am very quiet, like very, very quiet. And, um, uh, and I'm just listening and just waiting. I'm just kind of waiting for, you know, my time to be like, I'm scoping everybody out. What I do is like, I'm just literally reading everybody and who they are and how they're acting and how they're, how they're interacting with one another, what their personalities are. I'm like doing the math. I'm that little, I'm the woman with the meme with the, the numbers <laughs> matter. I'm like, what who are they? I gotta make a personality really quick. Um, but, um, I can be very non-masking depending if I'm like with like friends or like uh, like a partner. If I have like a partner or somebody that I'm really close with and I really trust them, then I'll even be like, oh, yeah. I'll be like, I can't go out right now. I can't go out. And then we'll see somebody be like, hi, how are you doing? Oh my God, it's so great to see you. And he's like, I don't know how you do that. You know, like anybody I've ever dated where they're like, you were just crying. But then people walked in and you were like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's going? Oh, cool. That's cool. Like very, and that might be ADHD too, a little bit of just being able to like, redirect or like distract from things of like not not being in that space but then like being like people are here you know <laughs> but like still understanding that I feel that way and how would you describe your emotions um would you say you're very empathetic or that you pick up on other people's emotions oh all the time I've had a I've had to play this game where I say is that your emotion <laughs> because <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> whenever i'm like trying to deal with something like i'm like i don't know what this is why am i feeling this way i feel so overwhelmed whenever i feel overwhelmed that's usually when i notice that i'm i've picked up on somebody else's energy or their emotions or i'm processing something for them instead of just like leaving it alone and saying like they got it um something i realized today about myself is i believe i am the only one who can do something right and I don't know if that's an autistic trait, but I'm like, I, I like almost refuse to ask somebody to do something for me. Not because I think they're going to do it wrong because I think I'm going to do it right. And they are going to do it just like, and, and them do it. The thought of them doing it is infuriating to me. It's not infuriating. It's just like, I'm like, no, just do it. Like when I ask somebody to do something, I'm like, can you dice the onions? And they're like, what does dice mean? My brain just like <laughs> flatlines and I'm like, don't worry, I'm going to do it. Like, like I almost like, um, 
I don't know. Like, I, like I'm like, hey, can you do this for me? And immediately I'm like, never mind. Don't touch it. I'm going to do this. It's not you. It's me. I need to do this right. So I feel like I'm very, um, I don't know what word would it ex- yeah. describe Yeah, you, you take control. So uh, we've known each other for many years. And yeah, you, uh, yeah, you kind of uh, are leading it when when us two are hanging out. Oh really? Okay, yeah, yeah. we different. Yeah, I love that though. I love that about <laughs> you. I tell people, I'm like, Jay is just so like, he's just happy to be there, you know? And like, <laughs> and I'm like, that's great. That's like a, a lot of. And I I have a lot of close friends like that who are just like they are just happy to be there and like at, like my roommate Cecilia she is just happy to be there go with the flow laid back but if you're not like me who is I'm a very over like like if people are power or people are energy right like and even though people may have big energy or big power there's like i walk in i'm like (laughs) like and people are like yes i can listen and i've met people whose energy are bigger than mine and i'm like yes i can listen like i could be the accommodating type but i love energy of people who like see that and instead of saying that's intimidating or threatening or i'm gonna get away from that they're like like cool i don't i can chill Yes, yes. <laughs> I can relax for a minute because they they got this, and I love people like that. And I also love people the else the other way, just who are like they got the big energy and they just want to take lead. And I can just be like, I'm just going chill today, you know? Because yeah, it's very exciting. We did a trip together once. It was very so therapeutic, yeah. and uh, I was I was uh, just about silent, and I just enjoyed so much hearing you monologue. <laughs> You were the, you, I was, I tell people about that all the time. I was like, I did, I tripped with Jay and it was probably my favorite trip. I was like, I was like, he's just so, he like, like everything was just so playful. And it was just like, I was able to just fully be myself. And he was like, I love that. And it was, it was really great of like, and even my, my friend recently just talking about interactions of like people being like, I love that. It's like my friend who I met at the hostel. I remember I approached him and I talked to him for like three hours and he tells people, yeah, Janet saw me. We'd never met before. She walked right up to me and she talked to me. She talked at me for three hours. I barely said a word to her. And they were like, they're like, wow. And you're still hanging out with her. And he's like, I loved it. He was like, I loved everything she said. I enjoyed her company. And I was like, you're the good person. You're the kind of person. He's like, this is great. I was like, I don't have to drive. And I just saw it as like, instead of it being like, oh, this person just talked to me. It's like, wow. Somebody's just like, taking the floor and I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to do anything. And they can just kind of like, I can relax. <laughs> They're bringing me relaxation. But. Yes. So I've been, re- I've been really obsessed with autism since I discovered that I'm autistic. And I remember that I, so I of course learned a lot about how it presents in women and just a lot of, uh, a lot of the things I learned about how it presented in women. I, uh, I thought about how it applied to you. Um, yeah. Like, um, like yeah, you like to cut your hair short, and um, you you actually have an incredibly low voice. Um, even though you speak kind of high and all that, you can hit very low pitches. Um, and so yeah, I remember um, talking to you one night when um, you had issues with your thyroid. You should tell us a little bit about that whole saga. And so I'm curious um, about uh, about what makes you think you might be autistic. Hmm. Okay, do you want me to talk about the thyroid thing first? Yeah, or, uh, and the, of course the thyroid problems are something that's more more common in autism. So yeah, so you can start with that. Yeah, so I had a thyroid tumor for at, like at least six to seven years that I didn't know about, um, but it's causing a lot of health issues, and I got it out last year. So now I just did the the radiology checkup. I got to do radiation one more time, and then hopefully I'll be good and no more cancer. But yeah, I had a thyroid tumor that was like the size of like a golf ball on my, mm. on my right side of my thyroid. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have a thyroid. So <laughs> <laughs> I still have issues though, like with like thyroid hormone and stuff, but I think it's just like, now it's just getting things correct. But yeah, definitely did not know about that. And for a little bit, you were, you had to get a surgery to have it removed and you were worried that you would lose the ability, your singing voice. Yeah, my surgeon was worried I would lose my singing voice yeah. and my talking voice. Your vocal nerves run through your thyroid, so. So, um, so glad that didn't happen. Yeah, so glad. Amazing thyroid doctor. If anybody is curious about Roberto Posada in, in Orlando, he's amazing. You should get him to do any of your surgeries. He is so caring. Looked at me like I was his own child, seriously. Yes. But, yeah. And so I remember talking to you when you had um, just had your surgery 
and um, yeah, talking to you about all these traits. And yeah, you had the, the um, so yeah, yeah. You tell me uh, what are some uh, some things that made you think you might be autistic. Um, I think like the overstimulation thing. Uh, again, I know there could be like uh, like comor- like comorbidities between like ADHD and autism. Um, I think being super crafty. Like, and I know that's like very ADHD as well, but like, I love, like, I feel like a grandma, like, I feel like the crafts I'm into are like very old woman, like, like, oh, <laughs> take your time, crochet, you know, yeah. like, like, oh, making f- like fine, dr- like everything I'm into is very like not oriented or like something that's like really repetitive and like consumes time, but is like monotonous. And I feel like maybe that's an AD- an autism thing of like doing something that's simple, but is like and um like it's i don't know yeah like repetitive uh, yeah like something repetitive like it's like calming like it's self-soothing like i self-soothe by crafting and i like crafting adhd i'm attracted to doing lots of things i always want to be doing something different but then the autism of like doing it to self-soothe and it Mm. actually being a way to like relieve stress i think you have a lot of uh, kind of stereotypical autistic strengths like the math and science and uh, you're great at chess <laughs> yeah. that is believe it or not more more common in autistic people to be great at chess and um and and of course the music and the singing and everything yeah and yeah i personally believe that adhd and autism are like two sides of the same condition and i can imagine it must be so difficult for adhd folks out there to understand, um, you know, are they autistic or like, where's the line between these things? For me, it's it's been kind of simple because uh, I seem to be just autistic, um, and I and I have I fit a lot of the stereotypes, but um, we don't often think of uh, women that are extroverted that are charismatic as being autistic, um, <laughs> and yet. Um, we, we both speak too loudly. Um. <laughs> I've literally walked up to people when I had a serving job and it's like the only two people in the restaurant and I walk up and I'm like, I'm like, hi, how are you guys doing today? What can I get for you? And immediately I'm like, I don't know why I said that so loud. I had no caliber in my brain that was yeah. like, like, like picking the volume and it picked wrong. And like, and my family's all loud, but I wonder if we're just a bunch of. Yeah. My family's like that. They're all very loud. Yep. So yeah, I feel like one of the sort of differences um, between ADHD and autism is that autism involves communication differences. Mm. Um, and uh, do you uh, do you speak too fast? Oh, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah believe it or not, I, I speak kind of too slow. Uh, but yeah, speaking too fast is is also an autism thing. Well, yeah, and ADHD, they like fit in of like or saying things in a certain way. Like, um, I work for a job where they record everything we say and it's awful. I hate it. It gives me a panic attack every time. I know I'm not doing anything wrong and still I'm like, I hate that. And we listened yesterday to one of my calls and, um, my boss was like, yeah, you say awesome a lot. And I was like, yep. Yeah. I noticed that. And he goes, yeah, but you don't just say it. You're like, awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, yep. Thanks. Like, uh, yeah, I do. I do say it like that. And so, and I realize I say it exactly the same way every single time. It's like my, uh, or Hmm. Or like, and then like, you know, my pause word, you know how people have a pause word where like, hmm, mm-hmm. or something. Mine is awesome to fill that time for my brain to catch up to the next topic. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like a stereotypical script that you stick to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, um, I'm very autopilot a lot too. <laughs> I don't know if that's an autism trait, but I'm very like, like my brain, I will respond before I've even processed what another person has said. And then I'll immediately be like, no, I'm sorry. I just lied to you. Like, (laughs) I don't know why I said that. Like, that is not the truth at all. I think I was just like focused on something else. And so my brain was like, give them an answer so you can continue to focus on this thing. Then when you're done, also I'll be focusing on something and somebody will be talking to me and I won't answer. And I'll be like, whatever will happen. And then I'll be like, Oh, and here's the answer to that question. Like many, many moments later, and they're like, I didn't even know you were listening to me. And I'm like, oh, yes, 100%. But I was on this, and then I had to get to you. So I put it in the queue. So, yeah, I I think you're neurodivergent as fuck. And and the the line between these things are, it seems like they're connected, and people can have traits of each one. And um, it's maybe not even important to uh, to label yourself one or the other 
But I do think it's it's neat for the ADHD folks to learn about autism and um, and be able to draw f- to understand the traits that they do have of autism. Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely I definitely think about like what does that mean for me? How can I process things in in a way that helps? Like use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. Like everything is a tool. Like ADHD is again. People have said it's my most charming personality trait. You know, it's a good thing to have. Um, and I love it. I wouldn't want to be any other way because mm. it's like a superpower. I feel like I'm good at everything and I'm likable because I have ADHD because I like all the things. I have at least one thing I can relate to everybody about. Wow. And even if I can't, I'll find a, a middle ground of like, yeah, but you see how these kind of problems are and kind of make sense, right? And people are like, yeah, you're right. Good point. And so like, it's like very, I'm very relatable because I'm so fluid. I feel like I'm like water as a wow. person. I'm like, I'm very much like water, actually. I feel like I'm very, like, easily like, oh, yeah, we could do this, we could do this. But also water and that water is intense and can be a force. You know what I mean? Like, water is nothing to be like, oh, that's just a puddle of water. It's like, oh, it could flood places. It could be a tsunami or a wave. You ever have water suck you under? Like, you know, like, water is intense, too, and it's strong, and it's, like, passionate, you know? And so, like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm very, like, I'm very fluid as a person. Um, yes. So. And, um, what's life uh, like for you now? Uh, how are you, how are you feeling these days? Um, I'm feeling really good. Um, I'm feeling very uncertain about a few things, so I'm handling stress as best as I can, but I feel like I've got a better head on my shoulders now. So like, I, I feel that I handle the world. Like, like one thing I've noticed about myself is I'm very people pleasing and I'll do almost anything to stay out of like a disagreement or an argument. Um, and not necessarily an argument, but like for somebody else to have to like fight. I don't want anybody else to have to like fight or defend themselves. So I'll just agree. So somebody doesn't have to do that. You know, I'm just like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll worry about it. It'd be my thing. And then I'll worry about it. And then it's my thing. And I'm like, they could have just worried about it. It could have been their thing. Um, and so I think I'm trying to handle that better and also try to stick up for myself more and stand up for myself and like say things that are like, Hey, that's actually not cool. No, that's not okay. No, that's not how that's going to go. Actually. Sorry. Um, and so I think, that's kind of where I am right now of like learning how to just like respect myself because I haven't been doing that for a very long time and I'm starting to notice like it's not good for me and so yeah I think kind of like right now I'm doing really good I'm really happy I feel like really emotionally better I went through a lot of emotional pain in the past like few years Um, a lot of grief guilt and shame which guilt and shame are the lowest vibrations of emotion that you can feel there's nothing lower in frequency than shame or guilt and so I was feeling really bad for a while and now I'm feeling really good I feel like a lot of love a lot of support I like love the people I choose to be around and also I've been better about not um spending time with people who I don't think like me because I'll I'll try my best to make if people don't like me I try harder to be friends with them it's like I don't know why but now I'm like I don't really care. That's none of my business. I'm not going to show up somewhere where I'm not wanted or this or that. It's like, I'm so likable and so many people want to spend time with me. Why would I spend time with people who don't? So it's like, I'm, I'm getting better at like respecting myself and setting boundaries with myself and respecting those boundaries. I haven't been a safe person for myself for a long time because I don't protect me. And like, I think everybody else needs protection. And like, I'm like, don't you dare do that to that person. But then when a bad thing's about to happen to me, I'm like, it's whatever. I'll deal with it. And it's like, no, don't deal with it. Face it now. Stop it. You know? Yes. And so learning how to better protect and respect myself and gonna and learning how to say no to things has been really a big thing. My friend who's very autistic actually told me, he's like, you got to value yourself. He's like, if you don't value yourself, if you don't say no to things, then you're not going to be happy and it's going to be all your fault. And you can't blame it on anybody else. Um, yeah, if you're okay talking about it, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a common thing that autistic women are in like abusive situations. Um, yeah, are, are abused or manipulated. Um, do you want to talk about, uh, any of your past with, uh, with anything like that? Um, I've definitely had, um, 
Well, I haven't been perfect either. In a lot of my relationships where I can be like very easily agitated or very controlling, like extremely controlling. Um, like I don't like when like, I, I remember just even from like when I was 19 years old, like my first ever boyfriend, 18, 19, we dated and like he'd smoke weed. And I was like, I was like, don't smoke weed. You know, like if you smoke weed, I don't want to be with you. And so he would hide the fact that he smokes weed or I'd tell him things that he could or couldn't do, you know? And if he didn't do them, then I'd be like, unbelievable you know and it was just like we broke up obviously you know and like he wasn't perfect either but like it was just like I was hard to manage like deal with and then I've definitely then throughout the years I've dated a lot of artists a lot of musicians a lot of people who are just very artistic in some way shape or form um or can you tell me about your um your latest boyfriend that you're obsessed with for a while yeah um yeah um, so yeah, a musician, somebody who's very artistic, um, somebody who's really good at something. Cause it's like, I love being with people who are really good at something. Cause I like to learn from them. I'm like, Oh, a master, a teacher. So I love that. I love, I love teachers. That's like one of my big things since I was young, always was teacher's pet. Cause I just there, I'm like, you're the smartest person in the room. And so I think that's attraction for me is like, who's the best. And like, I want to study under them. And so, yeah, I was very obsessed with this person. Um, since like I met them, like right off the bat, I was like, wow, damn, they really make them like that. Didn't know. Um, and so, uh, but I just was very, very quick to like jump into a relationship. Really intense at first. Really intense. And, and like, good, good for a little while. At, yeah. at least a year or so, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, definitely like, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Just um, had a hard time putting it to an end. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was a very like, um, it was hard to be, it was hard to bring out the best in myself when that person wasn't putting their best foot forward into bringing the best out of themselves or like, like it was hard to work on, like I could work on myself, but if they wouldn't work on themselves, then it's hard for me to like make any progress. And like, I remember just one big thing is like, um, in arguments, if we were to have an argument instead of it being like, Hey, here's said problem and me saying like here's said problem let's talk about it and they'd be like well if we can't get along we should just break up and i'd be like wait a second i was just talking about this little problem it's not breakup material and they're like <laughs> they're like obviously we can't get along we gotta break up and me being very adhd but also autistic possibly is just like i'm like okay panic like oh well i don't want to lose this person you know i'm so scared of losing this person and then i remember it just like my my best thing I could do is I'd be like, okay, well let's make a plan because I can't just leave. I can't just move out. I can't just change my, my life is here. And then it would always like within like minutes, <laughs> like it would just be like, I don't want to actually break up with you. Like, I don't actually want to do that. And I'm like, why did you say that? That was devastating. And like seeing them have like inappropriate responses to things of like overwhelm, right? Like they're like, Oh, this thing is happening. I'm overwhelmed in my life. So like this little thing that I thought was going really well is actually a problem too. throw it all away. Like a very like all or nothing person, which I think like that might, that partner may have been autistic as well or somewhere on the spectrum, because I feel like their response to things that may have been small were really big reactions. And so it was like almost like they couldn't control their comp, like compulsive nature of like, responding in certain ways which is fine mm. um but like it was just like hard to hard for me to feel safe and hard for them to feel safe and like contradictory personalities and it was and it was hard to move on it was really hard for me to like not want to like when I broke up with them it's hard for me to not want to leave them out and like high and dry and also like me feeling really guilty about everything and then and then when I wanted them back and them doing bad things to me it was like really hard to let go when they were hurting me because then it was like I don't even know I don't know but it was yeah. just really hard it was hard to let go yeah 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 your emotions were messed with and um but you know now it makes for it's it's made for such great music it's uh, yeah. yeah nothing like heartbreak to inspire the the music and you've made so many songs since yeah yeah absolutely and they've been a huge they, they like obviously it's me I'm the person who put in the effort but they definitely were a big inspiration for even getting better at music and like a great teacher and so it was really cool to be around somebody who was so into music and also so so feeling big feelings to watch that person 
I have a lot of love. Like there, if there's one thing I miss, it's watching that person perform because like of how much emotion they have and how much presence they have. And I'm like, I'm like, that's when you're real. When I see you perform and sing, there is no, there's no masking. There's no yeah, this or that. Masks a uh, lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you're very present and you're so real. You're so like the person that I'm just, a, I adore. And so like, but because of that, because seeing them like that, I've, myself have felt more free when performing and I feel like I can actually be there. And I think people notice, I think people, if they comment on one thing, they're like, wow, you really feel when you're singing. And I'm like, well, you know, hate to give it to him, but <laughs> I don't hate to give it to him, but it's just definitely something that like I just saw. And I, that's probably my favorite thing about that person is just them singing their songs and playing their songs because it's just such beautiful pure genuine emotion and their music the the words of their music and it's just such genuine authentic feeling and 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 love and pain and so like they've been through so much I, I was obsessed with their pain I was obsessed that they could go through so much I wrote a song about it yes <laughs> I was so obsessed with like how much pain they've experienced and gone through and survived that I was I was like if you're fascinating and so like now that I've seen it and I loved it now I do it because I've felt now I'm like oh it's okay you can do that and I think it's made me all that much of a better like musician songwriter singer it's made me more um like transparent I feel more transparent because of them um so it's really cool I think I, I gained a lot yeah. nice I'm glad you've uh, you've got a, a positive spin on it yeah it sounds like you're still a little bit obsessed <laughs> Oh no, no, I, no, 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 no. I feel, I feel like I could say those things in a nice way. I'm, I, yeah, I don't, I don't talk to that person, but yeah, like I can still appreciate them afar. doesn't mean I want to talk to them. Um, yes. So speaking of, uh, singing and feeling the, feeling the pain and everything, um, we've got three songs to play. Um, what would you say about the first song? I actually have no idea what the first song's about. Um, the damn sparrow. damn sparrow, it's, uh, yeah, it's about, uh, messing something up and, <laughs> and, uh, what is it? There's nothing left for her. It weighs you down. Oh yeah. It's like, kind of like you, you, you ran out of your resources. You kind of like messed up and like now this person's gone. Like you wanted all these things and, and you didn't, you didn't like, act in the time that was right you didn't put the work in when that person asked you you didn't do all these things and it's like you lost the girl like you lost the thing that you wanted and you because you didn't want it when it was there you didn't want this thing and it's like and just for show be a damn sparrow um just so you know how it feels to grow and it's just like so now you need to like you need to grow up like you need to like toughen up and grow up and like see what you did and like like grow up basically wow, that's cool so. to hear that backstory and is that about that ex that we were talking about yeah i think i wrote it when we broke up yeah. nice nice and so the next song is called morgan about yeah. this uh the morgan on this podcast yeah and it's we were talking about how it's so cool that you when the song was written she was still with the with her her bad ex and uh, in the song, you're talking about how someday she'll leave him. And now that has come to fruition. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely something of like hearing her talk about it and talking about the horrible things and just seeing how, like, how much of a strong person she is and how much she's already going through that. It's crazy how much I think people with autism and ADHD maybe even, um, they attract partners or even when people get sick that uh, abusers will abuse them more. Like my experience when I had cancer, when I had went through my surgery, when I was really, really, really sick was when I was experiencing the most abuse from my ex-partner and the same with her with the diabetes and like everything of getting sick and how this person was being more abusive and so it's like it's almost like and a lot of people tell me that I've talked to I think like five different women whose husbands cheated on them as soon as they got cancer and wow. it's like a repeating thing of like so it's interesting and so like and and to be autistic and ADHD especially I think we um we like to be independent we like to be the source of power and the leader and doing things and so to be vulnerable enough to let somebody take care of us is crazy um and but when we do it it's interesting because it almost invites in this kind of like because we also baby people and so like we'll take care of people so then when we're finally like okay i trust you to take care of me we haven't trusted this person to take care of themselves we just told somebody to take care of us who we didn't even trust to take care of themselves because we took care of them 
And so it's a crazy thing. So it's no wonder bad things happen. It's like, yeah, of course they can't take care of you. You've been taking care of them because you are certain they can't take care of themselves. And so, um, like the Morgan song was even just from like hearing Morgan consistently talk about all these things she was going through. And it's like, that's so unfair. Like you're going through enough. This person doesn't have the decency to like, I don't know, like, just like, I hope you leave him. Like, I don't even care about him. I don't care what he does. I don't care about him. Just leave him because you're not happy. It does not matter. It doesn't matter if he's perfect. If you don't like him, leave him because it's not, well, you're not, you're not benefiting from this. You're going to get more sick. Um, yes. and so, yeah, it was definitely, yeah, that was a, she told me she listened to it a lot before she did it. She used to play it in her, at her, her workplace. Yeah. She loves the song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so then, then we have one last song that's uh, fleet foxy sounding. Um, but yeah, I figured I'd just ask uh, as a final thing. Um, I know you're uh, you're interested in in this topic. Do you have any um, advice f- to uh, for neurodivergent women to avoid abuse? Um, setting really strong boundaries of recognizing like um, like love bombing or like um, like really big emotions, like taking things slow. Of like when you see something happening really fast, because we love like love, you know, love is huge and it makes us feel these good things. Um, and it's, it's so easy for a neurodivergent person to go ah! <laughs> drop all the routine, everything, and just become that other person's like person, you know, it's like, it's like a safe person. Like I think a lot of abusers want to become a neurodivergent woman's safe person. Mm-hmm. And they're they target like, these people. yeah, they target them. And it's like, they might not even notice that they're targeting them, but it's like, it's like, Oh, neurodivergent. I want to be her safe person. I want her to be vulnerable for me, you know, like to me, like I want her to be vulnerable with me, you know? And so it's like, I think a lot of people do that. And it's like, recognize when somebody is the hero. If somebody's coming in to save the day, girl, who would do that? Like, is this your dad? Is this like a family (laughs) member? No, you don't know this person. Like, so when like somebody's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make everything better. When somebody makes big promises, like, like we, we, yeah, we want a safe person. We want to be close to one person and like really like give them everything. And so I think one big thing is like recognize when somebody values themselves and like, and not in a way where they don't value you in a way of like, Hey, I value you, but I'm going to put myself first and these things first. And this is how I do things. And I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to change things just because you're here, but also I want you to feel seen. And if you don't feel seen, I want you to know that it's okay to like not pursue this. You know what I mean? Like find a safe person (laughs) who also values themselves. And like, you see them, like if somebody respects themselves, then they can respect you. If somebody doesn't respect themselves, they probably can't just like, they can't respect you. Also like somebody who just like isn't healthy or is hiding things. You know, if somebody is like, you see them like drinking every night or smoking every single day or something of like, but like not in a way of like, I just like it in a way of like, I need it. And if I don't have it, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to snap or something. It's like, that's probably not a safe person. Cause guess what happens when that person doesn't have that thing, you're now going to take the the blunt force of it. So I don't know, just being slowing things down. I think even right now I have this like really amazing romance going on that I think is incredible and I just jumped into it and I tried so hard not to. <laughs> I tried I tried so hard not to and it was just so funny because this this person he is also just like I'm enjoying myself and I tell him every single day I'm like, "Hey, if this ever, if you ever don't want to be here anymore, if you ever don't want to do this anymore, just let me know. I know this is like, this happened really quickly. And he's like, no, I love being here. And I also will let you know if I ever don't want to be here. And it's so funny because it's like, there's that safe energy about instead of being like, before I've been like, hey, I'll do anything to make you stay. There's like, hey, I want you to know you're free to go. I'll be sad if you go. Don't get me wrong. I think today I looked at this person, I go, when you leave, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I like you so much. It's unbelievable. And I'm going to be so happy for you when you go, because I'm so excited for what you're going to do, but I'm going to be God. I'm going to cry. You know, I'm going to cry, right? You know, I'm going to be pretty sad. And then I'm going to be a horrible texter because that's who I am as a person. Um, but it, I think finding a safe person who offers you like the safety, but also doesn't make like like there's a there's a, a thin line between doesn't care about you so they kind of are just like you can be whatever you want and like controlling you know because somebody who doesn't care about you and is like very much like meh 
Like, uh, and it's like, well, he, he says I could do whatever I want and he says I could be free and he says I can like be this person or do this or that. And it's like, okay, that's good. But then also he does, he breaks all promises and he does whatever he wants and he doesn't care about me and he doesn't care how it affects me or any of these things. It's like, okay, that's a little weird. You know, like somebody who's like dis- displaces like you and doesn't care about you. And like, it's kind of like, okay, your feelings or whatever, like that is not okay. Like, and also somebody who's like, Hey, what are you doing? Hey, what's that? What are you hiding something from me? Somebody who's really skeptical, you know, of you is like also not okay. And like somebody who's like equally like cares about you, like, Oh, how was your day? Oh, who'd you see? Oh, that's awesome. How do you guys hang out? It's like, that's not overwhelming, but it's also like, Hey, like, um, I love having you here. But also, I have to go to bed soon because I have to work tomorrow, but I really like having you around. So it's yes. somebody who doesn't disrespect you and blow you off all the time because they're more important and their life's more important, but also somebody who doesn't, like, control you and self-obsess over you and think you're property. And, like, because that person is actually the same person. They're on either, like, they're just going to flip as soon as, if when mm. you're anxious and you're anxiously attached to them, they're that disregarding person who doesn't care about you, is going to do whatever they want. They don't care how it affects you. And if you have a response, to it they you are the problem if you have a a bad response to what they did that hurt your feelings and you express it then you are the problem and you're in the wrong and you should and now you're hurting them by having an issue and then if you're avoidant and you step away from that person now you're their property and they own you and you better give them a better a good reason as to why you're not doing what they said you should do and not following all their rules and not living in the image that they have pictured you in, you know, because people, they, but like that safe person is definitely there. They are, they are, exist. And when it feels also follow your gut. Yeah. Cause butterflies are not good. <laughs> butterflies are a warning sign. And we talk about butterflies. When I meet a guy and I'm like, or a girl and I'm like, Oh wow, you're so crazy. Good looking or you're so charismatic or wow. I just want to talk to you forever. And like, I, I feel like kind of sick to my stomach and I just want to stay up forever. That is what animals do to stay alive when they are in danger. Their stomach says butterflies, not good, not safe. Okay. I got to go. And then like they stay up for hours because they are unsafe and they need to stay awake and alert to protect themselves from potential predators you know and like when we do that we're like wow i could just stay up forever with you it's like okay are you safe why are you not gonna fall asleep you know like why are you afraid to fall asleep with this person it's like you like we know we know really early on whether or not somebody is safe because our body tells us we can literally our body smells pheromones and hormone all these things that are like telling us that this person is safe or unsafe and like we should know and the feelings we feel when people aren't there there's normal missing you feelings and there are uncomfortable inappropriate feelings of like this is unsafe and so I think a lot of people do also grow up with abusive households and so it could be very easy for them and I think a lot of ADHD autistic children are like abused and not always but I think a lot of ADHD children especially like ADHD autistic because it's like hyperactivity and they're doing a lot so they're getting hit a lot more and they're getting reprimanded a lot more because they don't behave and they don't listen and so it's really easy to be like why won't you like, why can't you be normal? And they're like, ah! you know, and it's like, it's like these kids grow up in this way. That's like, now they're in the dating world and they're adults, but now they're like, but this is love. My parents beat the shit out of me, but they love me. And it's like, um, girl. <laughs> so then you date people who reflect that, who are turbulent or, uh, and you probably, your parents also have ADHD or autistic, you know? So it's like, they don't know how to deal with somebody that they're like, I, this is out of my league. And it's like, yeah, well, it's kind of like a little, so yeah, I don't know. I think there's the fine line, but I think number one, do you feel respected? Um, slow things down and trust your body because the feeling of butterflies is not normal. You should feel comfortable and secure around someone. And if you feel like feelings of missing, understand what your feelings are because there's the feeling of missing and then there's the feeling of like intense panic or anxiety and those are different feelings. And like if you feel extreme emotions with somebody immediately, that is a telltale sign to get out of there. And yeah, there's certain things that like see if an animal would do it and why an animal would do it (laughs) and then check check that out and check yourself because a lot of things that we experience that we call love are things that are survival instincts for every other creature on this earth. Wow. So. Okay, well, on that note, uh, let's go perform. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> yes, thanks for coming up.
just for sure
is good.